Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and DK Network. From Bar Canada at the D. Who are you thumbs up in already this morning? It's Gil Alexander. The whole audience, man. Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin, everybody. How you doing, Kelly? We were on the high cam. Oh. Yeah. Is that what you were thumbs up in? Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up in? Someone had to look at the camera around here. Uh we got <laughs> nothing. We we got nothing but football, football, football on the show today. Matt Brown on the NFL first hour. And then uh, Dr. Bob and Chris Felica the Bear on college football hour number two. Jason Weingarten from Under Cloud of Smoke as well. Talk MLB. Uh, before we get into all of the football, can we just talk a little baseball at the top? Because of course. baseball was far more interesting than, than football turned out to be last night. We'll get to Detroit Green Bay momentarily. And sort of the survivor thought from that. But... Uh, Last night, Major League Baseball, so as we set up here for the weekend, which is obviously a great week four in the National Football League and obviously college football as well. Um, last night, what set up it, what set up, first of all, congratulations if you're a Baltimore Orioles division ticket holder. Mazel tov to you. No matter what price you got it out, 100 wins, and the Orioles clinched the AL East. I was, I, I grew up an Orioles fan, Kelly, and I was never like a real believer that they could pull this off. I really wasn't. I don't expect much from them in the postseason because I don't think their pitching is is great, but good for this franchise that had, the, the, they were one of the great franchises in baseball. There was something called the Orioles way. Uh, Brooks Robinson passing away this week was a reminder of that. And yet they were one of the doormats of baseball for year after year after year here in recent memory. So for them to come out of this and win 100 games is just spectacular. Congratulations to everyone in Baltimore, everyone who held a division ticket on the Baltimore Orioles. Can't wait till they win the World Series. <laughs> you, know, you know why. Right? Well, why is that? Mount Castle. That's uh, our guy. Official primetime action uh, no, baseball guy. That's no fun. Ryan Mount Castle. Um, okay. But the other stuff that happened last night. The only things that now are still up for grabs heading into the final weekend of the season, maybe I shouldn't say the only things because it's amazing that anything is still up for grabs after, you know, 159 baseball games. But the AL West is completely up for grabs. Rangers lost last night. Mariners saved their season with a come-from-behind win. And so we don't know who's winning the AL West. We don't know who the team is going to be on the outside looking in when all is said and done at the end of Sunday. By the way, way to go, baseball, that you had your season on a Sunday. Um so we don't know. Right now, Houston, two games two, two games back in the loss column to the Texas Rangers. Our Houston Astros to win the AL West ticket still remains alive. We shall see what happens there. Right now, Seattle still the team on the outside looking in in the playoff picture, the Blue Jays in that mix in the wild card. So that, that whole thing is still up for grabs. And then in the National League, I don't know if you caught this last night, 
the Marlins and Mets, the drama of this, so that series, obviously the Marlins in the thick of things in the NL wild card race, Arizona right now inhabiting the number two spot, but the Marlins trailed the Mets after eight. The Mets took a lead to go up one to nothing, and then the Marlins took the lead two to one, runners at first and second, two outs, and then the rain came. And so this on the heels of Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, having to apologize to the Marlins organization to begin with because they didn't have the field ready to go after Tropical Storm Ophelia, and they forced they were forced to play a doubleheader, which, of course, they split on Wednesday. Yep. Then this happens. And so now you get into this whole mess of, all right, how do you, make, how do you finish this for the Marlins? Because you can't... If you if you called it an official game, it would revert back to the bottom of the eighth, and the Marlins would lose. You can't do that to the Marlins. So Major League Baseball could have played it today and then pushed back the final series to a doubleheader tomorrow. Instead, what they're deciding to do is, if necessary, the Marlins and Mets will perhaps play out the final four outs of this game on Monday if necessary. If necessary, only if the Cubs can still get the number three wild card. Remember, the Marlins have the tiebreaker over the Cubs. So right now, they not only have a half game lead over the Cubs, it's basically a game and a half. The Marlins' magic number to clinch a playoff berth over the Cubs is three, any combination of three Marlins wins or or Cubs losses. And the other scenario where they'd have to finish out those four outs is the Marlins have the tiebreaker over the Diamondbacks who are in front of them. And so there could be a question as to who gets the fifth seed or the sixth seed. So it's all a mess. And keep in mind, the Marlins' reward for having to do this now after all that is Tuesday they'll have to start a playoff series, let's say against Milwaukee or somebody. So they get skrid any which way you look at it. I am praying we get this Monday finish. You know, I, I, oh. I put myself in the mind of the baseball players with that Pirates bet the other day. That didn't work out once the Phillies had clinched. But you're telling me the Mets players are really going to get up for something uh, on the day one plus day after their season's yeah. supposed to have ended for to get up for four well, outs? At least they don't have to travel. The Marlins are the ones having to travel from City yeah, City. Could, could have been worse. I feel like you and me might be getting a call from the Mets. Like, hey, you want to come play? So for, for anybody who has a ticket in, in, that has repercussions in either of those two races, that's your weekend of baseball. The only other thing that happened in baseball yesterday that was of note, did you see the uh, Bryce Harbor check swing yeah. that, that Angel <laughs> Hernandez called a strike at third and uh, Harper lost his mind? You know how I say Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, Dahl and Novak Djokovic are better at tennis than any of us are at anything in life. Yep. Angel Hernandez is worse at umpiring than any of us are bad at anything in life. Like, think about the thing you do worse. I'll take golf for me. Yep. I'm so bad at golf. I might as well be holding uh, a didgeridoo. <laughs> Didgeridoo cash is at plus a billion, by the way, on the show. Didgeridoo is not getting yeah. expected. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, it, it, I just, he's worse at umpire. It's so bad. It just, it never ends with him. It's incredible. I was, anyway. I was thinking about, I, mean, I thought it was interesting the way that SportsCenter decided to attack that story because uh, it was more about talking about how many times Harper's been ejected now oh, and, like, is this it. a problem? And no. I'm like, I'm like, I would have been freaking out about that. Are you kidding me? And then you hear who the umpire is, and it's like, he and Laz even Diaz. I know it's a problem. He and Laz Diaz, even you who doesn't yeah, follow yeah. baseball, are just so bad. It's incredible. Uh, okay, football last night. Detroit rolls the Green Bay Packers. Uh, 
congratulations to those who had the uh, Lions pre-flop in this game. They end up winning it 34-20. to 20. I will tell you, I thought at one point the Lions were going to win this by 40. Uh, me too. I mean, that first half was an absolute beatdown. And then the Packers just, you know, it, it brought up Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit started bringing up, oh, they came back from 17 down last week. They scored 18 unanswered in the fourth quarter against the Saints. Could this be happening again? Not quite. Um, the Lions did take hold at the end. Though I will say, I mean, you know, first of all, good on the Lions. I will say this about Dan Campbell. There was a point in this game, you know, as many optimal decisions as Dan Campbell makes, mm -hmm. sometimes it's like it, it, there are some head-scratching moments. And... Uh, Yesterday, when they were up, they were up 27 to 17. So the Lion, the, the Packers had actually come back and made this a football game. And you're like, wait a minute, maybe this could happen here. And Dan Campbell decides to kick a Riley Patterson 30-yard field goal with 8-10 left to go up 30 to 17. After, by the way, just like a, a ridiculous running play on third and long. I'm like, why are you settling for a 30-yard field goal? Then yeah. he exacerbates it. Then he takes a timeout so that, God forbid, Riley Patterson should kick a 35-yard. So he, he wastes a timeout, too. And you're like, what are you doing? Well, and again, after domination in the first half, but that third quarter, it was complete reversed. I, I just don't understand why he was content with that. And then Quay Walker bails him out with the unsportsmanlike penalty yeah. where he, like, steps on one, you know, he steps on one of the linemen. If he, if he clears that, it's not a penalty, but he steps on. So it is. Oh, I, know, I know Matt Brown's got thought on that coming up. Qu Quay Walker, who, by the way, all through the first half, let me not let this go un unchecked, too, is when they were down three touchdowns, Quay Walker is going crazy on big plays. He makes them like, look at the scoreboard, dude. Yep. yep. Have some sense of context. Also, when the, when the Packers scored their first touchdown, which at that point, before the two-point conversion, had them down 18, Christian Watson was, like, going nuts about it, too. It's like, guys, have some sense of the context in which you play. By the way, have we further changed that rule? I'm a thousand years old, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Have we further changed that rule? I, I, I don't think anybody should be punished. At one point, right, it was you could jump over the snapper as long as you didn't make any contact with him whatsoever. Is that still the case? I and believe, he just brushed his foot, I right? Be I believe okay. that's still the, the place. Matt Brown says it's not. He says it's not oh, still okay. the case. Shay, I, I thought there was a yardage, a distance thing they were but talking I, about I've seen time. some. I've seen somebody get away with it earlier this year where they cleared. So I, I will get clarification yeah, yeah, yeah. from Matt Brown on, on, on what the exact rule is. Either, I, I, don't, I don't like it. Either way, he gets bailed out. Yeah. But I just, I just want to, like, mental note, Dan Campbell might not be able, you, you might not be able to trust him in a key moment. Mm -hmm. As optimal as some of his decisions are, right? Because in, in many ways, he's forward thinking on fourth downs and stuff. But then at that moment, I was like, what are you, dude, what, what's happening to you in this? The, yeah, the real implication is... I'm sorry. I was just, for, for someone who was a Packers, like, I, yeah, I had a Packers teaser leg last night. That was obviously dead early. And then I have a Packers division bet. I can't remember if you do, too. But no, this felt like a, I do not. This felt like a couple shots to the body and then one to the head last night. I, because, I have a Matt LaFleur coach of the year okay, bet there, that's by proxy. What that's right. what it was. Because that, that, this not only felt like, okay, you're losing your game bet last night, but oh, boy. Like, this Lions team looks pretty dang good. And these Packers offensive line injuries, which may be, you know. They could not protect yeah, Jordan Love at Which all. might be multiplying right into, you know, and factoring into these other problems that they're having on offense. This might end up being a rough season. Lions go to minus 205 as the uh, NFC North favorites wow. now, having won that game against the Lions. But the, the survivor implication of this for circuit participants who are still alive is that the Lions host the Packers on Thanksgiving. After watching that game last night, Dallas hosting Washington no longer becomes the obvious choice 
on Thanksgiving. So I feel like it opened up Thanksgiving in a way that I hadn't really viewed it before. Now I just feel like the Lions are so much better than them. Obviously, the ultimate recency bias on that, but it really do yeah. it really does feel that way. And then by extension, what it makes you feel is, okay, if Thanksgiving is okay, if you still have multiple options on Thanksgiving, am I really saving the Niners for Christmas when I still have the Eagles option? I would put myself in a position of just like praying against the Jalen Hurts injury for the rest of the season till then. But I don't know. That's something we'll talk about later in the show, too. I, I may end up using the Niners as one of the two picks. Somehow I got from the Lions to that, but that was because of the Thanksgiving implication that triggered it. Matt Brown on the NFL. He'll clarify that rule. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you this football season to start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up now and save 40% off our football season special when you use promo code ANG. A numbers game. ANG. Now with now with the microphone on. A numbers game. A-N-G, A numbers game. Get access to everything we do this football season, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which Visa expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Remember to use promo code A-N-G to save 40% when you sign up on a football season special today. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. I hear we're making traction on this, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving up the leaderboard. We in the game, baby. We on the scoreboard. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Joined by vcin's own Matt Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Co-host. Do you hear, of, the, do you hear everyone applauding? Uh, yes, all the, the crowd. Yes, the crowd goes And the crowd goes wild. Crowd goes wild. Host of uh, the handle... What else are you a host of, for God's sakes? Everything. We do, we do a football podcast. I don't. The golf. It's too hard to do the golf in the. In, that's, that's Kelly now. That's all. The golf is you, all Kelly. So is this true that, that during football West. during football season you're like you guys do the golf podcast? I can't. I can't, I can't bet golf. You can't do so it. there's no point. Yeah. I don't want to get on there and be disingenuous, right? And be like, oh, I'm doing all this. I'm doing all the research I did during golf. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's so, impossible. So it's still called long shots, but it's, it's not with. Long shots. But it's not with Matt Brown. <laughs> well, now, so, you, so you do the handle by yourself. No, I do the, no, handle, the handle with, with Mike Samich. And I do the and then football you do by an myself. All angles by yes. yourself. Yes. Okay, which is the podcast. Correct. Mike Samich Achilles, okay? How's he doing? So far, so good. Okay. He's, he's in a boot now. He's in a boot. So, yeah. you know. That's boot. 
Um, okay, that's by the way, it's not boot, that's boot. Um, all right, so before we get into your football thoughts, yes, explain the Quay Walker the nuance to that rule. Yeah, so it is a rule for this year if you are more than one yard behind the line of scrimmage, then you can't do the running start jump over. So, I mean, technically, if you could in the three feet, because a yard is three three feet or whatever, you could... Which I've seen this yes, year. Yes, I was going to say, because yes. there are humans, obviously, that, that yes. can do this, right? I mean, it's just you just can only kind of get like a one-step one thing to leap over the... So Quay Walker would have been flagged for either the running start yeah. or landing or, on him. Yeah, or touching. So that, either yeah. one of either them, one. he would have got a flag. Now, let me ask you the real question about this. How stupid is that? Like, yes. what's, the, what's the football logic of that? So this particular one is even more egregious because the difference between 10 and 13 is basically nothing but 17 the game's over right so i mean like you you let them get the touchdown 17 three scores it's over right 10 and 13 yeah it's one's a field goal and you still got to get two touchdowns but again in the grand scheme of things you need the ball back twice and and it doesn't change things all that much i am of the mindset that kick blocks in general are bad calls unless it is like desperation time in, in the NFL, there's a million different things that can go wrong. So the downside is almost infinite to where the upside is this micro-fractional chance that you actually will block a kick. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. You, I mean, I'm talking punt blocks, kick block, any of the stuff, right? I mean, it's running into the kicker. It's roughing the kicker. It's the stuff we just saw, leverage. All these other, leverage. Uh, all, yeah, all these other things that you can get that can go wrong, right? And Le- then, leverage, which we saw in the Raiders-Steelers yeah. game, which supposedly would have bailed out Josh McDaniels, but yeah. he decided to exactly. kick <laughs> Yeah. That one I don't have a problem with. Don't push off, guys. But, like, if you can hop, if you can hop the long snapper, I am very okay with it. I don't care how much of a running start yep. you want. But, but that's the thing. That's why, that's why I ask. It's like, okay, because I've seen a guy leap without the running start, and it wasn't called because apparently he didn't get a running start of more than a yard. Yeah. But the, there's no football logic to it. Like, why shouldn't the defense, what, why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? We were talking on the Megapod yesterday, uh, who Aaron Schatz was the guest. It was, he was awesome from FTN Sports, the creator of DVOA. I invite everybody to listen to the Beating the Book feed. But we were talking about how the Tuchus push, the, the Philadelphia Eagles tried in true play, how the real thing about that isn't necessarily, oh, should should the Eagles stop doing it? Of course not. Should other teams start doing it? Probably so. Right. But the real question is, they need to change the rule that the offense is allowed to get behind the quarterback and push him, whereas the defense is not allowed to push each other to push back. That has to be changed. Right. Like, what's the logic of that? There's so many rules that make no sense whatsoever. It's like, oh, you guys could do that, but we can't. Yeah. So good luck to us. I agree, too. The, the, the tush-push thing, it's just a it's just a play. Matt, it, Matt, first of all, it's Tuchus push. Yes, Let's yes. get that correct. It, it is a it is a it is a play in which if it was if someone had tried to do it and they were only sixty percent from with doing, we wouldn't care at all. Right. We wouldn't, but it's just because one team has perfected this thing. We're just like, oh, this has got to go. This is, no way. We can't do this. This is this is horrible for the game. Yeah. In, in what way, shape, or fashion is it horrible for the nah. game? No, they should be able to do it. Yeah. But the defense should yeah. be allowed oh, to sure. have a, to have equal f- for sure. footing to yeah. the, or ground to push as well. Anyway, um, okay. Week first of all, week three. Let me go back real mm. quick because you you disagreed with one of my plays. And you were 100% right. It was the only one I got wrong in Circa Millions, which was Washington. You were like, I don't know about that. And you were absolutely right. Buffalo just absolutely rolled them. So I'm curious to know what we'll, uh, what we'll disagree on this week. What are your favorite plays for week number four? Yeah, I, I really like Jacksonville here against 
Me Falcons. too. Yeah, I mean, now that this thing got down to three, I mean, it's just like people were people took the four and a half, then they took the four, and then it got all the way down to the flat three, and it's like this is too much of an adjustment. If you look, Trevor Lawrence is actually the second highest graded quarterback through three games, according to Pro Football Focus, only behind Tua. Like, he's actually been mm. good. If you go in and, and look, he's second in the league in big time throws. His receivers have dropped nine balls nine oh, balls already and by the way some nine of these as you times? as you remember some of these turned have turned into picks too right <laughs> hitting dudes in the hands and then it just goes up and they turn into these turnovers right that's, it's uh, like, that's three a game kelly yeah. did the math for you seriously <laughs> it's the, the the turnover luck and, and they've been just pretty inept in the red zone as it is anyway which is something they're going to have to fix that is something that they really do need to to get better at but the offense has been Okay, it's just getting the red zone. Thirty-six percent completion rate for Trevor Lawrence in the red zone right now, and you can't just you, you can't get away with that in the NFL. And on the defensive side, they just pass rush hasn't been there so far. But the Falcons, boy, is, okay. this, is there ever a get right? That's but that's, that's explain this Falcons love to yeah, me. It, it, I don't get it. Desmond Ritter is thirty-third amongst thirty-four graded quarterbacks according to Pro Football nice. Focus. There's thirty-two teams, teams last time yes. I checked. Yeah. yeah. He's thirty-third <laughs> amongst or thirty-four. He he leads the league in turnover worthy plays. He's been sacked twelve times already on on the season. There are so many different re- they tr- they're trying to hide him, right? It's why they run the ball so much, because they understand. They they get it. They saw this guy in practice all offseason. They know he's not any good. So they're like, oh no, we're gonna do this run heavy scheme. No, you're doing that because you don't trust your quarterback and the guy's not any good. And so when you look at it, we talk about it, you know, all the time about variance and all that. Look, look some of these Trevor Lawrence drops have turned into turnovers. That's a variance. Sometimes a guy drops it and falls straight down. Sometimes it pops straight up. It, you know what I'm saying. You're also not going to have an opposing fullback fumble the ball on a punt return and return it for a touchdown against you. Exactly. Right, like that's not going to happen every week. And the Falcons can't figure out on offense what they really want to do, right? I mean, they you look through the first couple of games, they'd only targeted Kyle Pitts a couple of times, and then they were like almost force-feeding him last week because it was like, they heard in the media so much that, like, he, you know, he, wasn't, right. like, he wasn't getting enough targets. And they're going, like, well, we got to get him some targets. Yeah, because The Cowboys are interested. They're, 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 these people are saying we wasted a draft pick. You know, like, we've got we to show them. And so it just – I don't get at all what they're doing here. I don't get at all the love for the team at all. And, and like I said, the Jags, if you really dig under the hood – yeah. They haven't been that bad. It's just, you know, sometimes things just break against you. It, it's it's so true. It, and I, well, I'll just go back to guessing lines, which is which is not nearly as precise as what you were just talking about. It's more of just a Malcolm Gladwell blink reaction. And my guess was Jacksonville minus five and a half, mm-hmm. which even you might say is too high. But w- part of my thinking was also this London thing is so much more regular for them than it is for the Falcons. It's kind of a big deal, this yeah. travel on a short week, right? To figure out what the time clock is on that. And Jacksonville does this every single year. So to me, this was an autoplay. By the way, as soon as I guessed it, because it was the first game, obviously, Thursday, uh, not the first game, but the second game, Thursday Night Football, followed by the early su- Sunday game. As soon as I said five and a half, oh, I'm taking Jacksonville, Fezzik texts me. He goes, oh, I'm on Atlanta. So, like, immediately I got pushback. Well, oh, I'm on Atlanta. And I just don't get the Atlanta. Yeah, well, if you look, too, the, the one thing that the Jags defense has done well so far this year, and they've been giving up some stuff through the air, they're only allowing 3.1 yards per carry uh, to, to running backs on the year. And, and you look at this, and, okay, if you can't run the ball and you're going to make Desmond Ritter beat you through the air with his I will take that every day. I, honestly, that is a bet that I will be on the other side of every single time. If I think that it's going to be my team versus Desmond Ritter having to beat me through the air, I will take my team every single time. When we talk about like quarterbacks you know, getting benched, 
I don't know. Like, like is when do you think we'll see Taylor Heineke? Like, my right. best guess. Yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're having we're getting to the point now where, like I said, some of these stats mean something now because we at least have a miniature amount of sample size to yeah. go through all this. There, there are going to be some teams that are going to have to take some real looks at what's going on with these guys. This is this is the point of the year. I'm, yeah. Also, like we see it with the Jets, where it's like, okay, no, it's Zach's team. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to sign Trevor Simeon to the practice. Like it's yeah. just creeping. Yeah. The walls exactly. are creeping and, in. And you lose two more games, it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't, right? matter, it doesn't anyway. matter anyway. So it's like yeah. you kind of like you can sit there and hold off all you want to and be like, oh, we don't want to pull the trigger too soon. Well, it's only an 18 games, 17 games, 18 weeks sample size. It's not that big to begin with. All right, we're both on Jacksonville. I like that. That is the London game. Remember that, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. So uh, wake up accordingly <laughs> if you have some kind of action on that. More with Matt Brown on the NFL. More of his plays, teasers, all of it. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark already. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code WINNER to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Skill Alexander, a live bar candidate at the D. We get tweets at Meeting of the Book. Let's read some tweets, shall we? Uh, let's see. This goes for, from a John G. What do I do with an under 77 and a half ticket on the Red Sox? Will the Orioles need to play? Um, Got to go usually 160 games on these season win totals. Uh, the Orioles will play it out if they have to. Um, but if they don't, well, not they won't have to. But it, are you saying if there's inclement weather and they don't get to 160, that will be book by book determined on any season win total. Usually it's a 160 thing, but check the book with which you bet. Joey Sinante, I ran into your doppelganger yesterday walking my dog. We crossed paths. I gave him an awkward look and asked if he saw delicious today. <laughs> this is a reference to uh, what I said yesterday or the day before leaving my building. Antonio Pierce, the Raiders linebacker coach, left in front of me. And some girl, I don't know, maybe her name was Delicious, was behind me. Needless to say, he was not pleased. And I quickly learned he was not you. Uh, JT, speed to burn. I like your confidence that you'll still be alive in Survivor Thanksgiving. Yes, has to be plus money. Oh, JT, it's definitely plus money. You just have to plan for that possibility. Don't get me wrong. I might not be here next week in Survivor, for God's sakes. Uh, trust the glove. Do the diamond chips fall off the Gucci place-kicking shoes on impact? Kind of limits practice for Matt. Is that really fair? Not really sure what that what that means. That's all I'm over confused. the place. Date set though. Date set. What's the date? 13. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from 13. today. Bum, bum, bum. There's been no practice sessions. Probably something I should work in. <laughs> I did get multiple questions about that, and I was like, "Look, I I haven't talked to him about it. I'm sure I know Matt practiced a lot when we first started talking about this, and I'm sure he hasn't practiced one day in about a year and a half or two years since we last." Talked. Here's the problem because. No, I, would, I did not practice a lot. I practiced one time, and I know the pain that came along with that. Hamstring? So, uh, no, every, every, all the strings. Every, all the strings. All the strings. 
every string. It doesn't uh, matter where awesome. the string is, all the strings. Like, because you, again, we talk about this, like, you, you sprint for the first time when you haven't sprinted forever, and you're like, oh, my body's broken. Yeah. You kick for the first time in 25 years, well, and you're just like, oh, wow, that's my body's not meant to that do that. That is the biggest thing about middle age, is that you still think, when you, when you return to a sport, you still think in your mind you're 24, yeah. and then nope. you realize very quickly, oh, I am not even close to 24. I don't trust a damn word that's coming out of the coming out of the Kansas City shuffle guy over here, con man. He's no, no, try, no. Oh, trust me. Everything hurt when I no, first no, made no. a kick. Kelly, Kelly trust me. Please, am, nobody bet me to make it. I am. I am. Ter- I am terrified <laughs> as to what is going to go on with, with my body. It's- Kansas City shuffle con man. <laughs> That's I great. Sh- I should also say with my with my. With my bets this week, I'm holding no grudge against the Jags, obviously, because I'm betting them, considering I'm now out of Survivor because of them. You so did all, so, all three yeah, of your yeah, remaining yeah, ones on, yeah. on Jackson. I didn't get to weigh in on that. I, you guys are, of course, it was a game I circled as soon as I saw opening numbers. I'm like, that feels really low on the Jags, but like, I don't know if I could go right back to it. And now, of course, both of you jerks have to be on it. Listen, I'm like, oh, I have man. no ill will towards them. Yeah. You know, it just it's that's we, a good, but we, that's a good betting lesson. Don't hold is. a grudge. Yes. Yeah. yeah, don't hold a grudge. We're all right, what, what do you like besides Jacksonville? Uh, the Vikings over the Panthers. There's just a lot of reasons like this, and it, look, the number is is now four. It's no longer three. But I, I want to talk about even at four. I would think that it's still playable here, given what we're what we're looking at here. There's regression, and then there's whatever's been going on with this Vikings team. <laughs> I mean, this is just no longer regression. Like nine turnovers through three games, seven of which are lost fumbles. Is just that's insanity. This is right? a boomerang back. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is just insanity. You know, I mean, if you look, the offense is kind of the same thing we're talking about with the Jack. The offense has actually been really good. Every single advanced metric has this team really good. Fifth overall by PFF, ninth in success rate, 13th in EPA per play. Like all the different things that you're looking for in an offense, they've been fine. Kirk Cousins has graded out well. It, 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 there's, It's fine. It's just very, very unfortunate and untimely well, turnovers. And I think some of the – what I see the other day, like four four of those turnovers turnovers have come in the red zone yeah. too. So it's like, okay, that's immediately taking points off the board. Yeah, like you're getting you, – you, you got the worst of the worst case scenarios you could possibly get with, with the Vikings so far. I don't know if I agree necessarily, but I'm not a coach, so it doesn't matter, Gil, with Flores' defensive strategy, which, by the way— Blitzing nonstop. He has blitzed 66% (laughs) of plays. 66%. Which is 25% more than the second-place team. That is incredible. 25% more than the second-place team. Unbelievable. And so your mom could be a defensive coordinator with that defense. It's just just send them. And, and, the, and, the, and the other thing about this is, like, it'd be one thing if it was working, but, like, they have a 28% pressure rate, which is 23rd in the league. They only have six sacks. So, like, he's doing this with no nothing to show for it, right? right? He's just doing it because this is what I do, and I'm going to keep doing it, and I don't care. And if he doesn't do it, apparently they're not pressuring the yeah, quarterback yeah. at well, all. Well, I yeah. mean, that's I, – I, I don't necessarily blame him, Matt, because you look at that front four, and I'm like, well, you're not getting any pressure that way. And then you look at the corners, and you're like, I don't know if these guys are going to be able to hold up. So I hear you. You might need to mix things up at some point, but to start the year, I don't blame him. It, 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 and, look, I don't really care which quarterback we get for the Panthers. It doesn't really matter to me. They just don't have any – Talent. I mean, yeah. if you look up and down, they don't have guys that can get open. That's one of the things that'll be working in our favor with all this. We thought that the defense for the Panthers were going to be the strength coming into this season, and that I was in that camp, which is why I have a Panthers <laughs> NFC South ticket because I was like, hey, you know, this defense isn't going to be that bad. So as long as Bryce Young can play at league average, they'll at least have a shot. It was a long, you know, whatever, it was over five to one on on them, but that's actually not been the case. They've actually been pretty garbage. They're in the bottom 10, 12 in basically every single advanced statistical category out there, and then. They're also hiding Bryce. 
they they were hiding Bryce Young as well. Their pass rate over expectation is last in the league, minus 9.8% compared to all these other teams out there. Because, again, they he just hasn't done as well. And so they're just running the ball a whole lot more than they should. And I think you pass you, – you this is kind of the perfect opportunity here for the Vikings team to come in. You get a defense that hasn't been playing very well. You get an offense that's not explosive. So even though all the stuff that you do poorly on the defensive side of the ball can't really get exposed all that much by this Panthers team anyway. I know it's moved to four now. The three was the opener. I would still play it at four. I think that's a fair number in this game. They're just not going to continue to, to, to cough up the ball at this rate. And especially not, as Kelly mentioned, in the red zone, too. Bro, these are exactly my leans from guessing lines. All of these. Yeah, they're, they're pretty. Every one of them. And I've only made a couple bets. Yeah. And he's got, he's got, we're on the same side on a, both of them. So, and I, and I, as, as I've said many times, I have Panthers last winless at 15 mm. to 1. So this is a huge game yes. for me personally. I need the Vikings to really not turn over the yes. ball in the red zone. Yes. Like, Let's get this done. Yes. And I assume you're just you're you're staying away from that completely, right? That game. I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, I already have so much involved in it, but with that, but I may end up with the Vikings as a as a contest play. I don't know. Okay, contest play. Maybe or and maybe a bet. I was like Bobby Deluca, be proud of you, Bobby Deluca. Double uh, down on that bet. You also. Uh, this was another one that I loved on guessing lines. I didn't understand how the Browns were south of a field goal in this ball game. Yeah, this defense is absolutely legit. So the last two years we've talked about this coming into the season. We've, we've done tons of shows together. We're like, man, this Browns defense, so if you look at the talent, I don't understand. And they never showed up on the field. A lot of that was injury stuff. There was cluster, the cluster injuries along the way, which kind of prevented this team from ever seeing the upside. Now Jim Schwartz comes in, has getting the most out of this defense by far. They're number one DVOA, they're number two pro football focus, number one EPA per, per play allowed. They're number one in success rate against. I mean, every single defense is category that you can be up in the top two or three they're there the top three single game performances all year have been the browns in week one week three and then week two so i mean this is like literally this is a, a legitimately really 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 good defense they're getting the third highest pressure rate in the league when you have these these studs that they have and they're only blitzing at the 16th highest rate so they're getting home without having to blitz which is going to be bad news for lamar because when you look lamar is a small sample i get it and things can change but he's 30, we, talk, we talked about this. Remember, there's only 32 teams. He is 33rd out of 34 quality. Yeah, he's 33rd out of 34 qualifying quarterbacks in passer rate when pressured that's so why, far. That's why we year. let Kelly hang around when he yeah. gets nuggets like that. 32 yeah. teams. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's dead last in EPA per play when pressured so far this year. And then, by the way, he's going in with no no Rashad Bateman, no Odell. So I mean, he's down a couple of guys anyway. So I don't see how that's going to help his success yeah. rate whenever yeah. he's uh, under pressure and he's going to be getting pressured in this game on defense, Ajabo, Owe, and Marlon Humphrey, all two DNPs the last two days, so they're probably likely not to go. The offensive linemen, have, uh, the offensive linemen Stanley and Linderbaum, did get in two limited practices, but that, as we've seen, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go and how effective are they going to be if they are able to go in all of this. I just think everything points to the Browns here so long as Deshaun Watson can go out and, again, we're not asking too much of him. Just be league average. Like, he doesn't have to be Superman. Quality start. Yeah, That's yeah. all we need. Just be league average. Let that defense do what they do. And if they get the pressure on, on, on Lamar, like we've seen, he just hasn't been able to handle it. I don't think he has the outs right now to be able to handle it. And so... Uh, I, I like the Browns a ton here. And even at the, even at the current number, I would play. Aaron Schatz, who I mentioned, was on uh, the Megapod, is on the Megapod this week. Uh, and it's always great to have Aaron on. He is uh, at FTN Sports now because he get, he has historical numbers. Mm -hmm. And he's the creator of DVOA. DVOA uh, analysis for every play of every game goes back to 1981 at this point. He has the Browns defense through three weeks of this NFL season 
as his third best defense of all time through three weeks, all the way back to 1981. So far, checks out it. The 2023 the Browns. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, he's got a couple more picks, Matt does, including the Charge, the case for the Chargers. And he's got an under in the NFL as well. We'll get his teaser thoughts. It's a numbers game at VEASAN talking NFL, the sports betting network. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code VEGAS. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Who doesn't like that? Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with Code Vegas, the crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D on a numbers game. Matt Brown, uh, kind enough to join us from the handle, from the All Angles podcast, the handle which he does with uh, Mike Samich on the weekends here at VEASAN, uh, knows his football up and down. Before we get back into the picks... Uh, we have folks who walk up to us here at the D, and a gentleman, I, I did not catch his name, but he was talking about this whole baseball thing about, oh, the Orioles just clinched, uh, do you fade them? And I was just mentioning, you know, hey, the, the Brewers and the Phillies did it the other day, and they ended up winning the next day after they clinched, respectively, the uh, NL Central for the Brewers and the wild card spot for the Phillies. So the Orioles clinched the AL East. Your caveat to that was what about fading the Orioles? There's just a ton of like 23 year olds on this team <laughs> like every, everybody's like barely there i just wonder how conditioned you are you know how your body has been working you know listen i'm assuming as well as they've done as well as all these young guys have played they've been very good to their bodies all season long and then yeah. they were able to let loose a little bit last night i wonder what they're feeling like today it, you know it, it brings up the question of like what is your betting leak and i was yeah. saying how okay yeah like that's like a betting folklore thing mm-hmm. it doesn't always work out and, I, and in my head, I was thinking to myself, what never works out for me is when you have the friend or the friend of a friend or a fr- an acquaintance of a friend who you hear through text or you read through, you hear or you read through text, hey, it's not yet public information, 
but like both starting wide receivers, like one has rickets, one has scurvy. They're not going to be able to play yeah, in right, this game. Yeah. So like it's going to, and I think lifetime on that kind of information, I'm probably two and 508. Yeah. Yep. I never win. I saw him bets. at the bar and he was puking in the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, when? He's like, last Thursday. I'm like, well, who cares? <laughs> like, what does it matter? It doesn't mean anything this week. The only like, time it ever worked for me is when I saw it with my own eyes with, like, Barry Zito when, when he was a Cy Young guy in Oakland, like, some nights before a start, he'd be out on Union Street in San Francisco. I'm like, don't you start tomorrow morning? Uh, yeah, why? Oh, okay. That kind of thing. But, yeah, typically that, that doesn't work out. Um, okay, back to your pick. You have one more. You like the Chargers. Yeah, I like the Chargers. So this this opened at four, and then I said I was going to bet it. Samich was – we're on air because we're, we're on air – when all these lines are coming out, so I guess if there is is a cheap plug for the show that we're doing on Sundays, we are kind of analyzing all these lines as they hit in, in real time and, and talking about them through. And I was like, I think I'm going to pull the trigger, even though I think that they might have the biggest dunce for a head coach. And, and, I, and there's a lot of guys who I don't respect now, basically in the NFL, who are making very, very large sums of money yeah. to, to coach football, but just not very well. And I think Staley, we, we've talked about this multiple and times. Like we were, we you, got snowed. Yeah, we, we got, got snowed. snowed. We got snowed. Yeah. He, he, he fooled us. He tricked us. He was not sharp. He was just doing something so different that we were kind of like, wait. But isn't it interesting that everybody does what he did now? Yeah. Everybody goes for a fourth down now. Yeah. So in other words, as, as, as odd as his decision-making is, he actually was the sort of vanguard yeah. of this thing. And then you look at what this, you know, what he was, why he was hired in the first place. He's this great defensive mind. Chargers have one of the worst defenses in the NFL horrible. this year. It's, it's absolutely horrible. But they do have... But they do have Justin Herbert, and Herbert has been fantastic. The off, the offense has been absolutely ridiculously good. He is second only to Tua in EPA th- this season. The loss of Mike Williams, I think, is actually pretty big, but it looked like Josh Palmer. The thing about, about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is they've missed a decent amount of time over the last couple of seasons. No. Josh Palmer always gets, But Josh Palmer <laughs> always kind of like slides in and just performs admirably. And so now you have Quentin Johnson who – Maybe he's going to finally get some run. They haven't been playing him all that much, but now he's going to, to, to get in there as well. But really, this is just a play against the, the Raiders. If, we don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go or not. He was back out of practice, but if not, it's going to be Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell. I don't think it really matters. Max Crosby gets – anytime there's a downgrade, we talk about this all the time. Max Crosby was limited on Wednesday, then DNP'd on Thursday, which is never any good whenever you get – and Max Crosby's our only good That's player huge. on defense. That's yeah, huge. He's our only good player yeah. on defense. And so if you don't have to account for him – then what do, what do they bring to the table against, again, one of the better, if not, if not, I would still say the Dolphins, but if you look at what the Chargers have done so far in offense this year, we thought this was going to be, oh, Kellen Moore's coming in and they're going to be bombing it down the field and it's going to look so much different. That's actually not – what he has just done is made it much more efficient, right? I mean, it's it hasn't been this crazy average depth of target for Herbert like we thought maybe it was going to be, but he has been super, super efficient. They are running really good routes. They're running really, really timely plays as well. Like he knows when to call the right plays and when to get them in and, and not do all these – you know this like too cute factor we talk about all the time, where it's like, why on third and two you decide that you're going to do the triple pitchy woo woo back cool to the center, school. yeah, like yeah. center eligible and like whatever and all that. What are you doing? No, why are we doing this? Like, just run the play that works. He was and forty of forty-seven, I think, for four oh five last week. If memory serves me correctly, they've just been absolutely ridiculously good. And honestly, I think this Raiders team is at the brink of falling apart Trash. it seems like yeah I, I said this on the megapod i don't know if i don't know if brent would want me to say this out loud but i i i, I want to yes. say it brent is a real brent musburger is a really astute observer of the of the raiders so i apologized him if he didn't want to, to be the source of this but he's he's had a great comment about when you watch raiders games watch watch the sideline 
Watch the coach. There's nobody around Josh McDaniels. Like, it's like you can almost sense the mutiny happening just by watching what's going on on the sidelines. Devontae it's Adams. Such a great, it's such an insightful comment. It's like you got Devontae Adams who, at this point, it, it, listen, I'm not saying there's always where there's smoke, there's fire, but now the people are going, should he get traded? Like, should he get out yeah. of there? He didn't want to be on a team that's like, whatever. Did you, did you hear his post-game post -conference, uh, press conference? It, it, he was, and not a press conference, yeah, but when they yeah. shoved mics, at, mics in his mouth, he was not happy. Yeah. He was really just, you could tell he was done. And then Austin Eckler's actually gotten in two limited practices, not saying he's definitely going to be back, but it's leaning towards him being back this week, which, again, should just make this offense even more efficient because Josh Kelly just had wasn't able to cut it. So I, I think the Chargers, even at the current number five, is a play that I would make. I'd, st I'd cut it off at six, but certainly certainly at five, the dead number five doesn't matter anyway, so I, I'd play it. Yeah, I laid the five and a half on that one. Yeah. I think the, the only – the, the injury questions are interesting to me because I think, you know, what, the Chargers have a bye next week, right, too. So Eckler, it's like, are they going to force him yeah. back when you know they have that bye and you're going up against the Raiders? Concerns me a little bit, but I still bet it. I still like it. And then the, the Jimmy G thing's interesting because you think he would be the first guy if he played this week, right, that has – once he entered concussion protocol, would come back the week after? Yeah, he would be one of the first okay. th this year for sure. And I think it was one of I, I think one of those deals, though, it's I think it's leaning towards him probably. Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised to see him practice. Yeah, like it seems like it's leaning towards him going. But do you really care? I, I don't know. I mean, he's been fine. He's he, he's fine. Jimmy Garoppolo is who he is, right? Should we have put two and two together that on the Josh McDaniels fourth and four, that was obviously the, the worst decision of all time? That maybe Garoppolo was completely concussed at that point. Seriously, right? Like, and that, right. He, and that he was like, you know what? We have no choice. We have to kick a field goal. Yeah. Like, we should kind of allow for that. I, I, think. I mean, it's it's a fair point to bring it, up. Yeah. Yes, it, yeah. is a, it is a fair point to bring up. You sure. do have a total before. Yeah, you Commanders Eagles under. Um, I, I think that this Eagles team, now that they're healthy, is back to kind of where we thought that they were going to be heading into the season. I had them power rank two heading into the year. I think that they're still right there. You know, heading uh, where where they started to play, certainly last week, what we saw from them. And one of the things that they do when they get up in games is they slow the pace down a ton, and then they start running the ball at a, like, 58% clip. So they actually just flip the script and start doing the thing that everyone – it's usually 60-40 pass to run. They do, they do it the other way. And they're so successful at it, I get it, right? I mean, like, they run the ball very efficiently. So I understand why you want to do that. So with that, I think the you know, commanders, the offense just doesn't have the firepower. And, and with Sam Howell – the debate is out, right? Is is it the offensive line that's failing him? Is he holding on to the ball too long? Whatever it is, there's. But I mean, that's a lot of sacks. I mean, like, yeah, I did, the, the debate is out. But I mean, like, you know, is is, is he holding it too long? Well, is the offensive line? No debate about yeah, it. That's, that's a lot, a lot of sacks. sacks. Yes, yeah. that's a lot of sacks. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly, this this defensive line should be able to get some pressure in there as well. I, I, I like the Eagles to kind of get up early in this thing and then slow it down, slow the pace down, start running the ball a ton. And with that, I'll take the under 45. And then what? One other, right? One other yeah, total that I missed? I, I, yeah. I played an over on the Seahawks and Giants as well. I, I kind of have now pegged this Seahawks team as an over team as well. Um, you, you kind of look at the offense. It started to find its way. It's kind of like it was playing the way that we thought it was going to play heading into the season. And then the defense just hasn't, the defense just hasn't shown up all, all year long. And I think this Giants team is a little bit better than what we've seen from them. But I don't think it'll matter from an offensive perspective against the Seahawks. So 46 and a half is not the best of the number, it's, uh, but, but I, I still like it over at 46 and a half. Okay.
Matt, always insightful. Always a pleasure to talk to you Friday. In fact, uh, I would just suggest to everybody, don't bet your football. Don't put in your contest picks before you listen to Mateo here every Friday morning. And, of course, Matt, on The Handle with Mike Samich. Weekends, what time on Saturday and Sunday? We're 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern. <laughs> he just did the math. There he's, it like, is. <laughs> he's never thought about it before. He's like, wait, seven let me to do that. Eastern. That would be 7 to 10 Eastern. <laughs> and I'm no right. longer in Survivor, so no one cares about my picks. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I got, I got two left, man. Yeah. I am debate. I am in. I have no idea. I will say this: if you're if you're in a very if you're in a small pool, don't get just play the four. Just play the so, Yeah, just, just play. The, Much like with yeah. daily DFS, yeah. the smaller your pool, yeah. if you're in a small, just the fewer just, yeah. chances yeah. you should be taking. Just play the that is for sure. Thank you, Matt. And of course, all angles, the podcast which he does solo, available where all podcasts are distributed. Dan Lebitard next on DK Network. We're coming back on Veasan. More football on the way. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.